But the truth is, if you want to be more productive and feel most successful and most rewarded each and every day, you do not need to do more doing. Hear me, sister. Please hear me. Write that down. Tattoo it on your forehead. What you need is more planning. All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses, stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. So when my kids were young, I used to do scrapbooking, like the actual printed, those albums with all the embellishments and the stickers and the details. And oh my gosh, I would cut out all these things and make these, make the scrapbooks. And actually this was just my first son, because of course, you know, that always happens. Like the first child gets all this attention and then the second one comes and forget it. So at that point I was, I started that and I think I was doing it even before he was born. Uh, no, no, I think it was when he was born. Yeah, okay, we started doing it then. And this is actually uh, my pre-professional home home organizing days. I actually started my very first business as a photo and video organizer at a business called Memories Organized. So needless to say, I really enjoyed doing all this. And then when I moved it to digital scrapbooking, essentially you could do the same things online, all the embellishments and the stickers and the quotes and, oh my gosh, everything. And like I said, I did this all for my older son, And of course, like the firstborn, for the firstborn, there was everything in his freaking life is chronicled and detailed, right? It's like every minute, like when he took his first step and when he lost his first tooth. And I probably have something in there like when he like wiped his butt for the first time. I mean, it's absurd what I have in there. So anyway, my goal was to create these, I do these annual albums. So every year it's basically just a like history of that year, like all starting from January to December. It's chronological, just all the events and birthdays and just daily events and everything is in there that all these things we take pictures of on our phones all the time. And so this was going to be my one tradition. Cause let me tell you, I'm not, I, we don't have a lot of traditions in our house. We're just not that great about it. Um, my husband is really not into like celebrations and birthdays and stuff. And, um, we're not, we're Hindu, but we celebrate Christmas, but not, but not completely the way like everybody else celebrates it. And we don't really do a lot of the other traditional Hindu ceremonies. I don't know. We just don't have a lot of traditions. I was like, this is going to be my tradition that I'm going to do these annual albums for our family. And this is something we're going to hopefully enjoy for years and look back on. And I'm like, you know, thinking in my mind, of course, they're going to really appreciate the, appreciate these when they're adults. So I do it. I do it for a few years. And then the second son is born, business starts. I start my home organizing business. And needless to say, things come to a standstill. Right? I have failed miserably on the one tradition I want to have from my for my family. So again, a couple of years ago, I embark on this big project and I'm like, okay, there's just a lot of pressure for myself to up. I want to like do this. I want to do this project for them. But also... I have a lot of pressure on myself because of the standards that I've set from the first few years of the scrapbooks and the annual albums, right? I want them to be consistent with that level of detail that I had way back then, like the stickers and the embellishments and every date and every time and all the things I was cutting out and scanning in and all that stuff, which of course meant I got caught up in 
perfectionism, which led to complete procrastination because I've done nothing for like 10 or 12 years. Like nothing. I think it was at least 12 years. I had nothing done. Okay. Until I finally started again. And I actually, what I saw a friend of mine who also does something similar with photos of her family. And in her album, she has, just wait for it, photos, just photos, no embellishments, no stickers, no cutouts, no words, no like tickets that are scanned in, none of that. It's just like photos. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so nice. And it's just a beautiful, fun memory to look at for that year. And I was like, all right, wait a second. Do you mean that I could just be making this so much simpler than I've like built up in my head than these unrealistic standards that I was holding myself to that worked many, many, many years ago when my life was completely different. Yes, in fact, it was true. I could. I could completely simplify and streamline this process, which got my butt into gear. And I'm going to say, honestly, I'm very, very proud of this, that I just ordered our 2022 album. And it's been like two and a half, two and a half year project. And I've gotten the last 12 years done. And it really, and I, I'm not saying this, nothing to brag. Trust me. I'm saying it. I, I'm telling you, I failed miserably on the one thing I wanted to do for my family for a decade, over a decade, and then finally got back to it. The, the moral of the story here is that all I really had to do was to get back to the basics, right? Like just get some dang pictures down so that it's something to look back at. So it's done, let go of the perfectionism, let go of the procrastination. And now I'm back on track. And so listen, my friend, my dear sweet friend, if I'm falling into this trap, I'm imagining you are too. And what I want for you also is to just get back to the basics. I want you to stop overcomplicating the way you take control of your time. I want you to stop overthinking about what's most important today. I want you to get out of the head drama. I want you to stop perfecting. I want you to stop getting paralyzed. I want you to stop procrastinating. Yes, my love, I want you to get back to the basics. And that's what I'm talking about today. Basics, lady, just the basics of time management, okay, and how this works. I've been having a good amount of consultations lately, and I've been hearing a lot, and I mean a lot, of overcomplicating from women, from business owners, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. I do it, right? I just told you how much I do it even on a personal level, professional level, but because there's so much overcomplicating, which leads to overthinking, which leads to overperfecting, which leads to overprocrastinating, you then sometimes feel like you're just out of options, right? How many times do you get the feeling feeling like, I've tried everything? I hear this on my consults all the time. She's like, I've tried everything. I've tried every every tip, every app, every blog, everything. You know, I've tried everything. I've tried all the tools and nothing works. And they feel they sound hopeless. And I hate that. I hate it so much. It actually honestly, like it, I I want to like reach through the phone and be like, no, no, don't think this way. There is absolutely hope. But I think what happens is that we sometimes get so caught up in all the complications that we lose sight of the simplicity of it all. Right. And this is so natural because you are bombarded by emotions and tasks and demands and emails and requests and problems. Blah, 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 right. Everything is coming in. There's so much information and there's so much decision fatigue coming in that 
we think that like the smart thing that our brain tells us is, you know what? If all this stuff is coming in, there must be an equal amount of solutions to combat them. Which means if there's a lot of complicated things coming in, there's probably a lot of complicated solutions that need to go out. And this is just not true. Let's keep it simple. Let's get you grounded. Let's get you in control and let's get you results. Okay. Whether I am coaching with someone who is a little less seasoned, let's say maybe they're just, you know, in business, this is their first year or two, or someone who's been in business for years, maybe they're a six-figure earner, maybe they're a seven-figure earner, maybe they're a solopreneur, maybe they have one team member, or maybe they have 10 and 12 or 20 team members. No matter what, no matter what stage you're at, no matter what phase, no matter how much money you're making, no matter what your goals are, the process I'm going to take you through today is exactly the process that we go through, that I go through with these clients. And we continue to work on this because it's one of the easiest things to let go of in the craziness of day-to-day life. Okay, It doesn't mean it's the easiest to do, right? But it's easiest to let go of because it is so simple. And as we all know, those simple things are kind of easy to forget or go by the wayside when you're dealing with all the craziness of the day. Okay. So here's what it is. Here's how we're going to bring this back to the basics. The three steps to making time management work to be your most productive and successful self are, number one, write down your top five goals. Number two, Estimate time for each of them. And number three, schedule them on your calendar. If this sounds simple, remember it is, but simple is not always easy to do, which is why I'm going to get deeper into each of these because there's definitely pitfalls that we will fall into on each one of these steps. Even though it's simple, I know there are things that are going to like throw you off or be like that. I've tried that. It doesn't work for me. And we get back into this like negative kind of spiraling down place. Okay. So first of all, if you think that your key to success is to do more, if I just got to do more, do more, do more, do more, do more, right? I'm falling behind. I can't catch up. There's so much on my plate. If I just put my head down and plow through it, if you think that is what's going to make you most successful in managing your time and making you most productive and making you feel really rewarded, my friend, my girl, you are mistaken. Okay. I know most businesswomen feel this way. They think I need more doing. But the truth is, if you want to be more productive and feel most successful and most rewarded each and every day, you do not need to do more doing. Hear me, sister. Please hear me. Write that down. Tattoo it on your forehead. What you need is more planning. Planning. Maybe maybe we'll tattoo that one instead. Just planning. Okay? And that's what this simple three-step back to the basics process is all about. It's all about planning. And because it's not doing in the moment, right? It, it feels like this can be a waste of time because you're like, no, 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 I have a lot to do. I need to just start doing. And I'm saying, no, step back, girl, step back and plan. And it feels like such a waste of time at that moment because you're like, this is not getting moving me forward. But I promise you, this is where the magic happens. This is where your success lies is in the planning. Okay. So back to the the three steps. I said, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on each of these because you can face some roadblocks or challenges with each one of these. So I'm just going to address the most common ones that I hear about each of these three steps. Okay. So let's start with the first step. Write down your top 
five goals. Now, why five? And you probably have heard me say three in the past. And the reason I'm just saying five is because this includes your professional and your personal priorities of the day. So if you were just thinking about your workday, I'd say do your top three. If we're looking at life holistically, which it is, my friend, which I do believe we should be looking at it this way, it's your top five. Okay. How do you know what the top five are? This is the biggest question I always get. How do I pick them? Because there are so many. There's like a thousand things. There's literally at least like 14 to 25 top priorities for today. How do I know which are my top five? Now, I'm just going to give you a question or two to really ask yourself, write this one down too. That's going to help you identify and answer this question. But eventually, you're just going to have to put a stake in the ground. Okay, you need to put a stake in the ground and stop perfecting and procrastinating and overthinking and overcomplicating what the type the top five are. Okay, because the truth is, you're right. You might have top ten tasks that are all equally important in terms of a deadline, in terms of making you feel better. So you eventually are just going to have to put a stake in the ground, stick to them, get them done, and move on. Okay, so now again, these are the top five that are professionally and personally most important to you. And here's the question that you can answer, and that's really going to guide you to what they are. What are the top five things I will accomplish today to make me feel successful? What are the top five things that will make me feel most accomplished today to make me feel successful? So before my head hits the pillow tonight, if I got these five things done, I'm going to feel kick ass. I know there's 20 other things on my list, but these ones are going to make me feel really great. Okay. And typically here's the guiding point here. It's not something, well, it's definitely not something you're already going to do. You know, you're going to do because that's just like something you're going to do it anyway. So why would that go on your list? So for example, if you're in a really great workout routine, don't put workout on there. You're going to do it anyway. If you always skip exercising, however, make sure you put that on there. Maybe it's a 30 minute walk. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's yoga, just something for yourself, right? That's something personal for you. Another personal thing might be, I'm going to turn off my laptop by 6 p.m., or I'm going to sit with my family for 30 minutes without our phones and just sit and have dinner together. And that's it. Those are your two personal goals, because those two, if you do them, I'm going to feel so good that I got them done today. And in terms of your top three professional tasks and your priorities, again, it's not something you're going to already do. It's not checking your email. It's not, you know, checking your texts or getting on Instagram. That's not it. If there was something in that email that you have been procrastinating forever, you're like, I really need to get back on that to that person, or I promise this deliverable to, to them a week and a half ago, or this is just lingering over me because I don't feel like doing it, but I know it's really important. Focus on those first. Now, some of them might have to be actually a deadline-driven priority for that day. And that's fine too. I'm not saying everything has to be over your deli- over your deadline, but you're going to know if you tap into your gut and your intuition, you're going to know what's going to make you feel really awesome. So that's the first step. Let's not overcomplicate. Let's not overthink. Put a stake in the ground. If you have your top 10, just go there and circle your top five. Okay. And this, again, if you're just doing work, we're talking about your top three. Simple as that. Okay. The next piece of this, when I say estimate your time for each one. So this is, can, there's a lot of roadblocks here at times and it can be challenging to know, well, how long? Like I have no idea how long this takes because typically I'm multitasking. I'm doing 80 things at one time. So I really don't know how long it's going to take to write my blog or to get this out to my client or to create that system or whatever it's going to be, right? I don't know how long, 
And the other thing I hear a lot is, what happens when I never make that timeline? Like I say, it's going to be 30 minutes. I think it's going to be 15 or I think it's going to be 45 and it ends up being an hour and a half or it ends up being, you know, three times longer or twice as long. And so this whole like estimating thing is not working. Okay. So I'm going to address both of these. So how do you know how long? Again, um, you're going to have to put a stake in the ground. You might not exactly know how long it is. And that's just, that's just the truth of the matter, right? You just might not know because maybe you're right. I haven't really ever timed it before. So you're going to make your best guess. You're going to make your best guess and say, to write this type of response, to create this template, to write this podcast, uh, outline is going to take me 45 minutes and you're just going to put a stake in the ground. You can make your best guess. And then when you actually take the time and you're, you're timing yourself, we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute and you time it and you realize, oh my gosh, that 45 minute thing is actually an hour and a half. Even when I'm fully focused, I completely underestimated that next week when you're going back or the next day to estimate the time for that same task or a very similar type of task. Don't put 45 minutes. Y'all, you're an adult. Learn from your mistakes. Okay, don't fake it. I see this all the time. When I really sit with my clients and we break down things and we're looking at it and they're like, we have 60 minutes for a task. And when we really go through it, they're like, you know what? It probably really takes 90, but I, I just feel better if I write 60. What? What are you doing? You cannot fool yourself into 60 minutes if something takes 90 minutes. You can't fake it. Don't fake it. All that's going to do is make you feel miserable when you don't get to your task on time and the amount of time you were estimating. You're going to feel like you failed. You are. You will have failed, right? And this is only going to eat at your self-esteem and your confidence and bring you down. So you cannot fake it. Okay? You make your best guess. You learn from, you take that learning and then you re-estimate it the next time. Or if you're estimating it and you already have a feeling, I know this is too little, don't do that. Don't, my friend. Instead, if it's a 90-minute task, you have 60 minutes only, just do, just say I'm going to do a piece of that task in 60 minutes. Okay. You might want to go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't already, because I really talk about that, about breaking things down and being realistic about it. And that's episode 103. So definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Okay. So I will link to that at the end. So you want to make sure that you are not fooling yourself and remember that you can break up a goal into smaller pieces. Now, here's another piece of this. If you only have, let's say you only have an hour in your whole day, right? You have back-to-back meetings. It's like a heavy, I don't know, a uh, heavy client day or heavy consult day. You have maybe an hour, hour and a half. You're like, I can't even fit three goals in there. There ain't nothing in the handbook that doesn't say, or, or that says rather, that you can't take your one priority and break it up into three pieces so you fit it in over the day. That way you still feel great. You're like, I got three pieces of this one goal done. I moved forward. I made progress. And I don't feel like a schlep, right? Because I didn't get anything done. The point is you want to keep those three as your top three, even though it's, it's all related to one goal or one project, break it up. And now you're looking at those. And you're like, oh, I did end up doing what I set out to do, which is what makes us feel accomplished and motivated and inspired at the end of each day. All we want to know and feel is that I accomplished what I set out to do. Okay. So 
that's how we go about kind of estimating that time. All right, now let's move to the third step. Schedule it on your calendar. My love, my love, this is probably the biggest gap that I see when you're going through this process. Sometimes you can be really great at writing your top priorities. Sometimes you can be pretty good at estimating it. But for whatever reason, that's where like things sort of end. You're like seeing your calendar, you're looking at that list, but we're not marrying them. Okay. And we need to make sure we actually get it on the calendar because that's going to trigger you to think about a lot of other things you may not have thought about. Like, A, do I really have the time? Or B, wait, I have to drive somewhere and get back. Is that really enough time? Or do I have time to set up? And can you, and just all of, when you start actually seeing things visually on your calendar, a lot of ahas come out of there. All right. So some of the roadblocks or the challenges that I hear about this one is number one, I hear all the times I put stuff on my calendar. Really, I put it but I just pretend it's not there. Again, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see it. The alert comes up and it's like, oh, whatever. I'll just do it tomorrow. Right. You are kind of your eyes gloss over them. So that's one challenge. And then the other challenge is that other things come up. I really have the best of intentions. It's on my schedule. It's there, but other things come up. So I'm going to address both of these. Okay. Number one, if your eyes gloss over them, there's a good chance you're not doing the basic things that we talked about in step one and step two. Right? You're not actually planning that time based on the estimates, right? Like um, that's an actual priority to you that's going to feel really good and estimating your other goals accurately. Okay, so that's one thing. If you're if you're totally off schedule and then you see the thing, you're not going to want to. You're not going to have time to do it, right? Because it's like uh, there's no time. I've underestimated everything else. So we want to get back to the basics on that. The second thing is if it's a recurring. Um, event, like let's say it's workout every day or uh, check my financials every day or plan my day. And you just see it on there every day and your eyes gloss over it. Take off the recurring, right? Take off the recurring event. I have a very love-hate relationship with recurring events, but my hate one is when you gloss over it, it means you have to include that as one of your top three work priorities or one of your top five professional priorities and personal priorities, right? So if planning your day is something that never happens, you know it's going to help you. You'd feel great if you actually got it done. Make that one of your top goals for the day and actually schedule it on your calendar. Take off the recurring. The other piece is similar, is based on what I just talked about in step number two is chances are you're trying to do too much. So break down that goal into a little piece so that your eyes don't gloss over. If I have something on my calendar like write book, right? Or uh, do profit loss statement for the year. (laughs) I don't want to touch either of those. They're so big and overwhelming. So you want to break it down. The other issue I mentioned is what if other things come up, right? Other things do come up. So even if I have these top priorities, I feel like I planned it. I've estimating my time. I get in my calendar. And then over the course of the day, something else more important comes up, a bigger priority. It's urgent. It's truly urgent. Well, then you have to move what you currently have to another time or another day, but only after you have made the deliberate choice that something else is more important. Okay, this is a big downfall. Often we're just like, well, something else came up, so I didn't get to this. I did that. Now I feel crappy because I didn't, I did the other thing, but not this thing. And that's just, it's silly because the point is you were productive and you did get something really important done, but just because it's not on the list, you didn't get to check it off. It wasn't on the calendar. It feels like you wasted time, right? It feels like you didn't 
do the things you were going to do. When in reality, you got something very important done. So yes, you can go back and add it to your list and move the other thing off to a different time. But here's the big caveat here. You've got to be deliberate about this. It's got to be intentional. There's a very big difference in reacting to everything thrown at your plate and then saying, oh, I didn't have time. Something else came up, which is something I, I work through with my clients day in and day out, right? We work on this because our natural tendency is to just grab or gravitate towards or react to whatever's being thrown at us. And then of course that's going to throw off your priorities that you planned. And once in a while they are very important and it had to be done, but often it's an excuse to not do that thing that you were procrastinating in the first place. When there were other skills that you could be utilizing or leveraging for the new demands that have just come in. You could be delegating it. We could be using boundaries. We could be pushing back. We could be asking other questions. We could be, you know, there's just so putting a system around it. There's so many other ways that maybe that task that came in over the course of the day really wasn't the most urgent thing in the world and really could have been done the next day or in the next couple of days. But we tend to just react and respond. So you've got to be really deliberate about this action. Again, that's why I say this is the step that has the biggest downfall, right? The biggest, um, I don't know, there's a lot of challenges around this, which is why we work closely. I work closely with my clients on it and we're really like honing the skill and I'm asking you the questions that you need to be asked at that moment, right? That's where the, the there's that saying, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions. So you can continue to react and respond, but what I'm trying, what I try to help you do is just step back and ask the right questions so you can make a really intentional and deliberate decision on whether that priority supersedes the priority you already had on your list and on your schedule. Whew. Okay. So I know there was a lot there, but the point of all this is that we really can bring it back down to the basics, okay? And by the way, I just want to tell you about one other episode I'm thinking of as, as I'm going through this right now. I'm thinking you should also check out episode 13. It's called Three Steps to Complete Control. Even if you've listened to it before, it's a really great reminder on reinforcement and takes what I'm talking about today to the next level. So I will also include that in the show notes. All right, so recap here. What are the three ways for you to be your most productive self, to really use time management that works? Number one, write down your top five goals, including your professional and personal ones. Number two, estimate time for each of them. Just put a freaking stake in the ground, my friend. And number three, schedule them on your calendar. This is where the magic happens. All right, challenge time. If you're new here, each and every week, you walk away with a challenge for the week. Okay, I want to make your time that you invested here totally worth it. So here we go. Do this practice, these three steps today. If you happen to be listening to this, the start of your day, or if it's midday or towards the end, listen, do this tomorrow. Do it tomorrow, okay? And then the extra challenge is to do it for three days, three days in a row. I guarantee you're going to feel so much better when you take the time to plan than to just do and react and respond, that you are going to want to make this a daily habit, okay? A daily habit. Listen, as I mentioned, it doesn't matter what level of business you're in or what phase you're at or how much money you're making, you will definitely benefit from this practice. And you will need to hear this over and over and over and practice it over and over and over if you really want to be in the driver's seat of your day. 
but you can do it. You can. There is no doubt in my mind. Get back to the basics. You got this, girl. And listen, if you want like more support on this, if you fall into that category of I've heard this, I do it, and I hear you, I hear you, maybe I see, but I see myself in those pitfalls. I see myself in those challenge areas, and I just need that extra support, like that guiding hand to get me out and to just really show me the way and teach me some of these skills and strategies so I can take control. Like I'm tired of doing this on my own. It's not working. And like everything else in my life, I just need the right support then let's have a conversation. I would love to talk to you about this. I'm really passionate about it, if you can't tell. So come on over to Life is Organized forward slash coaching. Let's just set up a consult. Let's chat and see if, you know what, how I can help you there. All right, so I hope this served you today. Reminder, also, if you want more juiciness and how to take control of your biz and life, grab my new free training called Turn Your Scattered Week into a Structure You Can Stick To. And that's at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes, your positive energy. And I really, really mean that. Know that I'm sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. And I, my friend, will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.